I'll stand by passengers, see me at the podium, your seat is empty. Non-Rev Lounge is a travel and aviation podcast. Monique, Laura, and Tyler are three friends that work for a major airline as gate agent, flight attendant, and ramp worker. During this podcast, they will discuss using their flight benefits to travel the world as well as talk about things that happen at work. They have guests on almost every week to share their travels and stories, leaving tips on the best places to travel or things to do. Enjoy. Welcome to the Non-Rev Lounge. This is Lara. I'm Tyler. I'm Monique. It's Dallas week. It is. And we still have Beryl with us. Yay, Beryl. Yay. We Welcome haven't back. let her go. Thank We've you. holding her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For like a whole week. <laughs> Beryl happens to be in town. In Phoenix with us, so we're so. Can you tell what? Why were you here for work? What what was the brought you to Phoenix today? Well, I was coming for this. Actually, oh. I also went to a trade show. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see meet with one of the people we work with and a lot of the different suppliers for promotional items. So if we need a gift for something or we're ordering things for an event, um, they tend to source it for us. And this way, I got to meet all of their suppliers and actually touch and feel different things. So what materials and different glassware, stuff like that. Speaking about that, at Dorkfest this last year, American Airlines donated a model, the Stand Up to Cancer model, with the challenge coin as a, a, a raffle item for the Dorkfest for cranky, the Cranky Flyer. Anyway, it was so cool. Is that the kind of stuff you're talking about? It's not, but we actually, it was, was it the flagship Fowler? I'm plane? sorry. It was the flagship Fowler. Yes. That we I just were remember thinking in the, the event. Oh, and the challenge coin yes. too. Yes. Okay. Those are amazing. Wrong airplane. Um, that is a special thing that we do periodically. We have done a lot of challenge coins. We do for that one. Our community relations team, uh, Randy Stillinger specifically, who runs uh, military veterans initiatives worked through that process and our team on the event side put it together. We had the event at the hangar to unveil the plane and he had several of the models for some of the special guests um, I had a few left over. And then everyone who was there, I believe received one of those challenge coins and it had the airplane on it. So pretty cool. large size and really high quality. It was amazing. They let me touch it too. I mean, I, someone, <laughs> I don't remember who, who won it, but I remember thinking they deserved it. That that was somebody who was worthy of it at Dorkfest. Do you remember who won it? It was the the lady from England, I think. It was the lady from England. Because Claudia was so upset. She flew in for Dorkfest. But Claudia was going to fight her. I know she was. Oh. Well, that lady also did Disney the next day. She was very excited about Disney. She should have been more excited about having that challenge. <laughs> right. Agreed. Have you all been on that plane? No. I have not yet. There are QR codes on the inside. I thought this was pretty cool. And you can scan it and learn all about the Medal of Honor, <gasps> as well as uh, recipients, all sorts of things. So it's not only the outside is really cool, but the inside is too. And they oh, use it for awesome. honor flights and a lot of other special things. They just had something in March for the Medal of Honor Day, where they flew people from Charlotte, I believe, up to D.C. Wow. Special charter. I think I saw it was used one time. Remember our friend Larissa that was mm -hmm. on a show? And she flew it from somewhere in the Midwest. They ferried down and then to D.C. So she was on that plane with the, the veterans going in. So that was cool. Oh, she got to do that? I think so, yeah. She's a new hire. Good for her. Yeah. That's great. So thank you. Thank you. That was mm -hmm. my question. All right. So since it is Dallas week, 
if you did register, you should be seeing an email coming from us. It's got a lot of details of where to meet, when to meet, what to bring. So make sure you're checking your emails because all the details should be coming in that email. Yeah. So go check that if you haven't seen that and you're coming. So before we get into to travels with Beryl, you are big. <laughs> I like that. Travels with Beryl. <laughs> you're big into baking. Yes. So quick, quick, just how did you get into that? So <laughs> she's... Your cakes are amazing. Thank I have to you. tell you, they're beautiful. Thank you. What's your What's your Instagram so people can go see? What Barrels bakes. Okay, and we'll put a link in our show notes. Oh, thank you. So before the pandemic started, I always wanted to learn how to make a drip cake. So if you're not familiar with that, it's one of the cakes that has the chocolate or whatnot dripping off the side of it. And I thought, you know what, I want to learn how to make this. So I thought, okay, maybe I'll take a class, maybe I'll do something. Well, the pandemic hit and everything shut down, nothing was happening and no one was traveling, wasn't really anywhere to go. So I thought, what am I going to do? I found an online class and I learned how to make cakes, specifically drip cakes. And I just kind of ran with it. So I took a couple more online classes and I started baking for friends. I would actually drop off treats quarantine corn treats i think is what we were calling them (laughs) i'd be like hey i baked something i'm dropping it off at your front door because i can't have 18 cakes in my house (laughs) (laughs) and so i started doing that and then eventually just grew into kind of a thing i do on the side and i make cake every week my coworkers, i i think really enjoy it or they hate me for it because i bring in cake literally every week for them to try either a different recipe different style Something like that. Well, I have to tell you that I have name dropped you before on my flies. I've been working and people do talk about your cakes. People that you work with talk about the cake. That's the first thing that they talk about. They're pretty good. Um, Not only do they look good, but they taste good. And here's a fun fact. I was in Salt Lake City in March visiting our recognition vendor. So the people we work with who runs the recognition platform and helps us with the different awards. And they're based in Salt Lake City. And I had uh, an hour before we were going to dinner So I decided to go to the store. It's called Orson Giggy. It's a little kitchen store. And I go there because the person I took online cake classes from, her name's Courtney Rich. She does Cake by Courtney. She sells her stuff there. And that's where she would do in-person classes. Well, during the pandemic, it was all online. Didn't do any in-person. So I go there and I'm walking around and she's there. (gasps) And I got to meet her and show her my Instagram. Did you fangirl? I 100% (laughs) did. I was so excited. And she's just as nice as I expected her to be. Super kind. She said, oh, look at all the great stuff you did. I said, well, I learned it all from you. And then I thought, oh, that was really cringy. I'm, I'm just going to say thank you and walk away. But it was really cool to meet her because that's, that is where I learned. And I love doing it. It's a great creative outlet. That's cool. Well, I, maybe, maybe your coworkers are getting sick, like you said, but we're excited to possibly try it when we come out. Yes. Yes. You just might get to try some cake. Perhaps. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Well, I love just on YouTube, I'll watch people make cakes. It's really like soothing. Yes. Watching soothing. Them. Yes. Very much so. I, I'm sorry. I watched you when you went to Salt Lake. You were also delivering cake, that that cake, and I watched yes. how she hand carried it and how you and it looked beautiful. It, it made it it made it just fine. Yes, as long as it doesn't tip over when it's going through TSA, generally comes out great. That has happened once oh. when I was traveling, and oh. it was fine. I mean, I I try and freeze it solid before I go through. Fits perfectly That's underneath fine. the seat in front of me is my personal item in its little box and bag. But yeah, 
so I can fly with cakes. <laughs> How many like comments do you get from TSA though? Oh, thanks uh, for every, the present. Uh, every single time. Every single <laughs> And I will say, I'll take it. It's in the box and I will the take pink it box. out and the put pink it. Box. It's not a pink box. Okay. It should be a pink box, but maybe someday. I put it in the little bin and I tell them it's a cake and it goes through. And inevitably, every time the person says, what's in that box? It It's a cake. Like I told you 10 seconds ago, <laughs> still Still a cake. cake. <laughs> Can I have some? No. <laughs> Every time. Every time. The time it tipped over, the TSA agent said, is it okay to be on its side? And I said, oh. what? And I looked oh. over and it was on its side. I said, no. He goes, oh, well, it tipped over. <sighs> yeah. Okay, thanks. I'm going to just pick that up. <laughs> oh. So your pictures look amazing on the cakes, but you said they taste good. If you could only have great tasting cakes, but look terrible- or great-looking cakes, but they t- the opposite. They taste terrible. You, yeah, one or the other. What would you have? Taste good. Absolutely taste good. Okay. Because people don't yes. get to taste your Instagram, so they don't know, like, what's the priority? Yeah. No, they, taste. What's the priority? <laughs> yeah. I, I've had beautiful-looking cakes that taste terrible, and that is not good for anybody. You're like, well, then why do you have it? Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have them taste good and not look so good, um, but fortunately, I can do both. So. Awesome. <laughs> so they tip over that's yeah it's that's workable okay. yeah still tastes good it looked good going into the box so just look at those pictures <laughs> <laughs> okay so i think we should talk about turkey okay let's talk let's talk okay uh, so i we have a mutual friend claudia mm-hmm. aa pilot wife yes. on instagram and i love her and i know you love her too yes she is fantastic uh, she told me you're from turkey yes yes, yes. It was funny. I, I had told her, I think I was going to Houston. So I actually have dual citizenship with Turkey. And oh. I had to go to Houston to the consulate to get my Turkish passport and ID card. I just had that done. But I've been to Turkey twice. So one of my very first non-rev trips ever, when I was 16, we non-rev to Turkey. And at the time, what we had to do is non-rev on American to Belgium, to Brussels, and then overnight, and then go on Turkish Airlines from Brussels to Istanbul. This time, I went in December of 2021. My mom and my sister and I, we did a girls' trip, also a long weekend. So it was oh wow, three days in Turkey. Seems to be a theme. The short trips work well. Also easier to pack for those. But we have a nonstop flight out of DFW to Istanbul on Turkish Airlines. So we bought Zeds on that. And we flew. It's a Dreamliner, uh, which is nice. The service on Turkish Airlines is great. The food generally is good, but I will tell you there are some times where it's not the best. So maybe maybe pack a snack. But once (laughs) you get to Turkey, the food is amazing. My mom's from Istanbul. My dad is from a town called Mersin, which is on the southern coast on the Mediterranean. And I've been to both. Istanbul, if you have not been, I can't say enough good things about it. Literally anything you could be looking for. It's a very cosmopolitan city. There are incredible ruins like you would see in Greece and Italy and other places. Huge amounts of history. You can see the mosques. Um, If you go to the Grand Bazaar, which is what we did for three days in a row, you can do a lot of amazing shopping. Wow. A lot of amazing shopping. You can get a lot of great stuff for pretty inexpensive. And the food is great and the people are very kind. 
So you get a lot of culture, you get great food. It's all the things you want in one. And if you're fortunate enough to have more time, it's actually pretty easy to get around Turkey. Zed on Turkish Airlines is a great benefit. You can get to other places such as Cappadocia, which uh, has a lot of history there, or you can go to Pamukkale, which are the hot springs, go to other cities, um, certainly go south to the Mediterranean, which is beautiful really easy to do. And now with these nonstops, it's fantastic. I think Turkish Airlines flies out of a lot of our hubs, um, which is a great easy thing. Well, that's nice. Now, Istanbul, is that a port city? Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. Yeah. And it's one of, if not the only city to straddle Europe and Asia. So you can hit two continents in once if wow. you haven't. <laughs> Just go from one side of the Bosphorus to the other. That's great. Oh, I've always wanted to go to Turkey. I met a a Turkish couple when I went to Greece. We did a little Grecian cruise and they were so nice. And they kept saying, come, come and stay with us. You can stay with us. And then when I got, after we got home, they emailed me. They said, we were sincere because you were for an airline. We were sincere. We'd love to have you come stay with us. So when are you going? Yeah, exactly. We should. (laughs) I had little kids in, but uh, not any longer. Bring your kids. Yeah. Absolutely. They were so nice. Such a nice couple. Yes. And that airport, by the way, the Istanbul airport was renovated, uh, updated not too long ago, and it is incredible. It does take a really long time to get through. So one of the longer uh, processes for security, it will take you maybe two hours uh, at the short end to get all the way through to your gate. So you want to give a lot of time because there's also really good shopping and good food inside the airport. And you definitely want some time for that. Wow. So so, the, so we went into Turkey. We went in t- and we saw Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That was amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's, um, it's a historical. It's well, Jesus walked there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I was walking the same path as <laughs> that dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. So I have a picture right over there of me, at, of our family at Ephesus. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I loved it. I think I was to- I heard somewhere, maybe correct me, that Turkey is kind of on the more affordable side of kind of those countries. Is that true? Or it's not third world, but I mean, it, it's just, it's still nice, but it's just more affordable. Is that? It is. Absolutely. The conversion with the lira is, it's very favorable to the US. I think we went, there was one place we went in Toxum Square for dinner and we had three of us some appetizers, entrees, we had tea, we had desserts. And I think the total was maybe $18. Oh. Wow. So it, it's pretty, pretty reasonable. Okay. Kind of like Costa Rica is kind of like that too, where it's not, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's definitely more affordable. But like people would say it's, it reminds them of Greece, but it's more affordable. Yes. Is is Turkey a dry country? No. Okay. Just wondered. Mm-mm. She's writing that down. Nope. I am right. <laughs> <laughs> Check mark. <laughs> So as a lot of us travel, we learn different like tips or tricks that kind of help us along. And some of them come from maybe good experiences we had, or sometimes maybe not so good experiences. Do you have like a trip or something that you learned? Oh, absolutely. So I will say, and you all have shared this before and and talked with a lot of people who say this, you have a good plan and then you've got your backup B, C, D, E, F, Always have a number of backups, but also use your resources wisely and don't be afraid to talk to different people. We did a family trip in July of last year, and this was about nine of us over a course of a few days going to Kona. 
So, you know, imagine summer travel, wow. number one, Hawaii, number two, and nine people, non-roving, <laughs> number yeah. three. So we had to be a little bit creative. And what we ended up doing is we had my parents flew from Cincinnati to DFW. They met up with my sister and I. Then we all flew to LA on American, and then we split. So at that time, and I think um, my niece and her kids were coming the next day, and then my other niece was coming, and then my brother-in-law. So we split in LA. My parents and I actually flew on Hawaiian Airlines. So we looked at the Z, and then, this is another tip, we looked at what it would cost to buy it, and it was maybe $39 buying LA to Kona confirmed on Hawaiian Airlines and said, you know what, let's just buy the confirmed ticket. So always check that, especially when you're doing something with like a Hawaiian Airlines or others where that's their kind of specialty, I guess. You never know. You might find a really good deal and just get confirmed on that one flight. So we did that to go. That's a good tip. And then I think my other niece came, one came from New York, another one came through a different routing Then my brother-in-law got there. Coming back, everything looked good. Of course. Until the last second. <laughs> so I'm at the Kona airport and the, the Hawaii airports are, they're really cute. They're outdoors and they're relatively small, but it's also night where you're like, oh, how much time do I have before everything closes? And so I was planning to fly from Kona to LA, LA to DFW, because that made the most sense. Well, all of a sudden the flights were not looking good. So I asked the agents at Kona and they were super kind and they moved me over to the Kona Phoenix flight. Got on the Kona Phoenix flight in first class. Yay. Got to Phoenix and as I was getting ready to land, found out that the Phoenix DFW flight was super delayed. Uh (laughs) And I thought, oh no, I have to get back. I mean, I actually had to get to work and do some things, so that's not going to work. So I got off the plane and I'd been looking at different options and I found something and I stopped by the customer assistance area. There were a couple of agents there and I said, hey, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? I, I might need some help. And I talked to them for probably five minutes. They were the nicest people. And basically Good. what Oosh. they did was they helped me switch to go Phoenix to Santa Fe, Santa Fe to DFW, which is a really weird route. <laughs> but it worked because guess what? I got first class the whole way. Oh. And if you've never been to Santa Fe, because I never would have thought of this routing, but, you know, looking and talking with them is how we came up with this. So, you know, use your resources and don't be afraid to ask because someone might have a cool tip that you wouldn't have thought of. I, I get on the regional jet to go to Santa Fe. I've been to Santa Fe before, but not flown in. Like I flew into Albuquerque and drove. So we land at the Santa Fe airport, which I think is probably the smallest airport in the U.S. I've ever <laughs> been in in my life. Wow. <laughs> So you get off the plane on the stairs, of course. There are no jet bridges because it's got literally two gates. Two. American has one. United has the other. Two gates. And it looks like a house because it's about the size of somebody's house. (laughs) And you get off the plane and I'm like, where do I go? And I can't figure it out because everyone stopped staring at the tarmac. I'm like, what are we looking at? Well, that's where they do the training for the Ospreys. So everyone's watching these Osprey helicopters take off. Is they do the their propellers turn. So they take Uh, off, lift up, and then they turn to move forward. And everyone stopped. And I'm like, can somebody help me? I don't know where to go. (laughs) And the flight attendant's like, oh, go over here. So I walk in a door, which looks like I'm walking in the back door of a house. (laughs) And I look and I see Avis. And I said, is 
is this the rental car counter? And they said, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm trying to look for the gate. And they said, oh, turn around the corner and you go back through security. And then you go to the gate. And I said, oh, I'm I'm outside of security now. <laughs> that happened. So dump out my water. Oh. Go go through security, which is, you know, maybe the size of your kitchen. <laughs> Walk through and I'm like, okay, where do I go? I see two signs and I don't see anybody around. And I look down a hallway and there's one of our agents and I'm like, hey, so I'm non-revving. I just got off that plane and I think I get right back on it. And he's like, yep. Hold on a minute. Called my name, gave me my seat. Called I your s- name. You're the <laughs> I sat in the same seat to DFW, had to get back out, grab my bag, go up on the air stairs to get on. But I got back to DFW and I got back before probably two o'clock in the afternoon that day. Oh, but- thanks to a little bit of creativity and in first. That's the best part. Yeah. Was yeah. pretty impressive. That's, oh, good for you. Good for you, Beryl. <laughs> that cracks me up. Yes. We're always chasing those seats on this mm-hmm. podcast. Absolutely. Think about those different routes when you're going hub to hub. You never know. What was your favorite thing you did in Kona? Ooh, going. So my dad is a retired geologist and his specialty was studying volcanoes. And we got to go, my sister and my dad and I got to go and see the active volcano. So we actually went and hiked a couple of miles and saw lava spewing out of, a little bit of lava spewing out of this active volcano with my dad. Okay, that's neat. That was the coolest thing we did. Did you have extra permission? I thought that's kind of like... So far away, you no, you. I mean, you were pretty far from it, oh, okay. so you can see it in the distance. And I, you know, zoomed in quite a bit on my phone to take some pictures, so it looks like we're closer, but it was did still feel, cool. Did you feel the heat? No, okay, no, you're still pretty far away, but you can see it. You can see little spurts of lava popping up, and you're like, Look, I'm looking at a volcano. <laughs> that's a full day trip. Have you seen yes. that's what people that's the big island is the big island, yeah, but that's cool to go down there and see that. Absolutely. Well, it's a two-hour drive from where we were to get to Hilo and then go up to the volcano. And you're like, oh, it's not that far. It's going to take you two hours. Oh, wow. So it takes a while. But you can stay there, I guess. They have a hotel that's right off of part of the volcano. um, And it's a little lodge. And they have a restaurant and a bar and a gift shop and other things. So people will stay there and they'll hike to and from the volcano every day. What's, What's the name of it? The Pompeian. (laughs) It's actually the Volcano Lodge. Okay. (laughs) Super creative. (laughs) Was your dad in heaven though? Yes. Yes. I mean, he's seen several active volcanoes before, but we had never had a chance to do that. Uh, So it was really cool to be able to do that with my dad. Especially with your dad. Yeah. 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 It was nice. And then the day after we did that, my nieces and I went and swam with the manta rays. Which was very cool, but you know, after going to see the volcano with my dad was second. Is that the nighttime one? Yes. Oh no. Talk about that a little bit. Terrifying, but awesome. (laughs) So this is another thing you can book. Um, They have a lot of different tours, and they will take you out on a boat, kind of maybe like twenty or so minutes from the dock. So you you go over to this dock, and it's a little sketchy because it's you know eleven o'clock or midnight. And it's dark and no one's around. And you're like, am I in the right spot? And eventually people show up and you get a wetsuit and you hop on the speedboat and they take you over. It's super rough to get there. So if you get seasick, definitely take something or use the motion bands. You get out there and you stop and you see a bunch of light because they basically give you these pool noodles 
and you <laughs> hang on to a surfboard that has a bunch of like rope handles and everyone surrounds it. You've got your pool noodles that you put your legs on so it holds them up and you look down and the manta rays are just swimming and they're looping and they will come up and loop and touch you. <sighs> but you are not allowed to touch them because they're so valuable to the state of Hawaii and they don't want any of them to get injured or anything to happen. So the rule yeah. is you have to keep your hands on the thing attached to the surfboard, but just let them come up to you. You can run a GoPro, which is what we did, and you record different things. And then the guy who does the tour will take your GoPro from you and he will dive. He does the free diving and will dive down and get some footage of the manta rays down there, oh, which wow. is really neat. Because it's probably, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 feet. You're not too far from the shore, but it's a it's a pretty good distance down. Wow, that's great. It's kind of like the Chippendales you went to. <laughs> They can touch you, but you can't touch them. Yeah. That's awesome. I've wanted to do that so for so long. And my wife's terrified. So it's like, if I go, I got to open myself. But they, and they can do like, because you're on top of the water, right? Yes. They can also do like divers. So you go, right? They yes. do those things. Yes. And I, I would say it's worth doing even if you're scared. I was a little bit nervous. I know one of my nieces was terrified. And of course, she was terrified. And the manta ray was like, hey, you're the one I want to come closest to. Yeah. <laughs> But you are surrounded by people. There's lights on the surfboard. So everything below you is lit up. So you feel like you're in a bit of a cove. So it's a bit better. And you can't, that's like a once in a lifetime experience. You can't beat it. So try and just get past the fear to get the experience in. That's so cool. It's a must-see. Yes. Beryl yeah. says it's a must-see. It's a must-see. No, I definitely want to do that. I've wanted to for a long time. Maybe take a gummy, then go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've told me you have a couple of big trips, and they're both that you've told me cruises. Is are you a cruise person, or why? And why did you pick the cruises you pick? Uh, we do. We have uh, one cruise this year, one cruise next year. So a couple of years ago, well, with COVID, you know, the world shut down, and we were supposed to be going to Ireland, our second trip to Ireland in 2020. Obviously, that didn't happen. So we said, okay, we'll rebook it for 2021. And 2021 was a little dicey. Is it going to open? Is it not going to open? And didn't want to take the chance. So we we're like, let's cancel it and find something else. Well, my friend who I went to Greece with, she sells cruises and she recommended an Alaska cruise. It was a place we'd never been, always kind of been on our list. So she helped us find an Alaska cruise at the time because it was new to the cruises to being to be back open. They were booked at half capacity, Ooh. full staff, and no kids under the age of 12. Perfect. So, <laughs> yes. So we were like, okay, that sounds great. So we booked this cruise. And when you do an Alaska cruise, you leave Seattle, or at least we left Seattle, and you have a day at sea before you get to Alaska. We were on our day at sea, and my husband was like, this is my favorite vacation ever. Let's book another cruise. <laughs> so we haven't even gone anywhere yet. We haven't even seen anything. <laughs> so we got back from that cruise and we immediately booked another one. And we booked a Baltic cruise, which oh. we were really excited for to do in 2022. And then the war happened. So oh. that cruise got canceled and we rebooked to go to British Isles. So oh. Ireland, Northern Ireland, Scotland, England. We went on that cruise, and it, we were there when the queen died, oh. uh, which was really interesting and also a little weird. Um, we actually saw some the proclamation of King Charles being king while we were in Inverness, Scotland, and you know a lot of different things. But we also had some port stops 
dropped because her procession and whatnot. Well, while we were on the cruise, they had a program where, you know, you can pay a deposit and they give you twice the money. And we said, you know what? We want to do more cruises and we want to be on the new ships. So we looked and we booked two new cruises. So this year, the cruise is going to be on the newest ship in the fleet. And we are going uh, back to my favorite place to vacation or, or visit, which is Iceland. Oh, we're going to do three stops in Iceland and then three stops in Norway. Never been to Norway. And then I think we stop in Amsterdam, then Brussels, and then we end in London. Wow. So my goal, personal goal, is one new country every year. So Norway is my new country this year. Really excited for that. And then we did, we booked an excursion. So when we're in Iceland, there's a place called Accurary. I'm probably saying it wrong because everything in Icelandic sounds nothing like how it's written. But it is on the northern part of Iceland, and you can book a flight to Grimsey, which is a little island across the bay. And you can fly there, walk around. There's maybe 100 people who live there, and you've crossed into the Arctic Circle. So they give you a certificate saying you've crossed into the Arctic Circle, which is cool. So we're doing that one. And then we said, well, what, what can we do the next year? Well, there's another new ship coming. And if you know anything about the newer ships that they're doing, the cruise ships, they are building bigger ones, but they are lower capacity. So where you have a 20-deck ship that would normally hold 7,000 people, they're building it to only hold 3,000. Wow. Which I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. More things, but less kind of people crammed in. So the second one we booked, um, it's August of 2024, and it is a Mediterranean cruise. We start in Portugal, never been there. We go through Spain and then France, and then end in Italy. And we are there during the Olympics. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that'll be be fabulous. That's going to be really cool. Yes. Um, One of the stops on that one is Gibraltar, which is um, somewhere I've always wanted to be. When my parents immigrated to the U.S., they got stuck, their ship got stuck at Gibraltar. So they were stuck there for a period of time. I said, I always wanted to go see it since that was one of the places they were stuck. And they remember that. I mean, that was a, a good yes. memory for them. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. That's going to be fun to kind of watch you. Cruises are nice. That's what I told my wife. I said, there's something about just being able to like show up and not have to stress about a lot of stuff. Like like we, we did Alaska cruise last year. Just just get me there and we'll figure everything out later. Yeah. So It's a good sampler. So if you want to see a bunch of things and kind of decide, is it worth going back? Yeah. That's the way to do it. Also, because your hotel travels with you. So you only unpack yeah. once. Boy, that's a, that's a true yes. story yeah. right there. Yes. We've done tours. We did Ireland. We did Italy, where you're like, one night here, one night here, two yep. nights here. And it is a pain. So that's where we kind of lean for the big trip every year. It's a cruise. Very cool. Yeah. And the new country every year. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Maybe a Perks will give something away that'll. Yeah. Because Perks is sponsoring us. All right. And so we did receive a email from R&J Whitley. A follow-up email. A follow-up. Uh-huh. It's Robert and Jesse. Because those are the ones that had the issues with the donuts in They were Portland. the unappreciated donuts. So, but yeah, they wrote back and said, but read a little bit. If you the, would. Gate, the gate agents did not appreciate the donuts so they brought. Yeah. The really cold donuts. Okay. But I, first thing I want to say is they said the episode was awesome. We laughed at Mo singing Jesse's girl. 
as we sing it all the time. Um, <laughs> who sang that song? Was it Mo or was it Lara? I don't think it was me. It was Lara that sang Jesse's Girl. It was me that it's sang Jessie's that. It's Jesse's Girl. But, <laughs> there but it is. thank you for thinking it was Mo, but it was me. Okay, so he says, as you may have seen on my Instagram page, we made a trip to London and Dublin last week. What a blast. Jesse... Jesse's girl managed to manage to seat in first class pajamas and all. <gasps> nice. That's great because that's going away. Yeah. So that's a limited, that's a limited item. We chased laydowns through LA and burned a couple D ones. Yes. She even had the opportunity to sit next to Conan O'Brien. Super nice guy. And he gave her some tips for Dublin. Cool. We hit the Z from London to Dublin. Thank goodness for staff traveler and the help. We spent a few days in Dublin and hit the Dublin, Philly, Philly, Phoenix route home. Lay downs over the pond and premium economy from Philly. Great seats. This was our first international trip and honestly went pretty smooth. We attribute much of that to the show giving us great advice and the confidence to do it. Yay. We hope we get to see you, Robert and Jesse, in Dallas. Yeah, I know you're really, trying. That's really nice of them to send that to. Uh, and that's follow cool. up. A follow yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Do you think sitting by Conan would be cooler or sitting by Gaffigan? Do I still have it? Okay, it depends on who it is because you love Jim Gaffigan. I do. And you did get to see him in person. So that's the best and part. And we kind of got to lay right by each other just with the wall between us. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Monique? I would probably choose Gaffigan. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah, Conan's, cool. Conan's he's a big. And it yeah. sounded like she got to talk to him. I didn't get to talk to Gaffigan. I said, hello, I like your stuff. That was it. So she, she actually gotta, talked. Yeah, have a, that was so cool to sit talk to someone that you. Like that. Yeah, but you know, that you appreciate. Mm-hmm. Do you think she asked for his pajamas afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> no, he probably just left him in his seat. And after she, yeah. he walked away, she picked him up. <laughs> Smart. Very cool. Thanks for sending that. Also, I told Lara, but Rob Schneider was on one of my flights the other day. Yeah. And he came up and he was like, just so you know, like. The comedian. Yeah, he's, he's so like, funny. He goes, I'm on your flight. I'm just going to board last. And I was like, okay. Anyway, and then he walked away to my supervisor. I said, do you know who that was? And she was like, no. And I was like, that's Rob Schneider. And she's like, no way. Because he always wears like a hat when he travels. Anyway, so she like clicked on his name and she was like, it is him. So as he boarded, she went over and like had a full conversation with him and they took a selfie. He was super cool. Oh, that's nice. He was cool. So I was telling my wife about it later and she was like, why didn't you say something to him? And I was like, I get too nervous. So yeah. I, I get that. I would be like, I would just, I just, I would just stay quiet. I don't want to bug him. Because I know they have their lives. They don't want to get bugged. That's my own thing. Lara would sing to them. I would sing to them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So one thing I've noticed recently is just how many amazing people that we've met. Like when Monique and I started this, we knew each other a little bit. We never actually met in person, I don't think. You and I, no. Because I was just your super fan. Yeah. Of your photography, (laughs) of your aviation But you think about all the people that we've met through doing this podcast, now including Beryl, that are just so nice. And I don't quite understand why they're so nice to us when we're not good people, nice people. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you guys are super nice people. Claudia, think how many people that we've met through doing this. It's amazing. Uh-huh. And there's so many good people. And, and we keep hearing as people reach out to us and send us stuff. And, and we're so excited to meet all these people because we've had these smaller meetups and we've made such great friends and it's going to be fun to have so many people. It's going to be hard because there's going to be so many people that are coming to really get to know everyone. And- I, I think my finest moment was when Brett Schneider from the Cranky Fire, when he called me by name, that he knew who I was. We've we met so many great people. and It like hit me the other day too. Like I sent kind of like a sappy oh, yeah, yeah. message out because I was just like, there's so many people who are doing so much to help us. And I was like, and it's all on their own time. Just it's pretty incredible that people. Yeah, and your brother had a lovely response for you. What'd I say? He said, 
Oh, he said, like, Laura, give Monique's phone back as, <laughs> as if I couldn't say something nice. It had to be me. <laughs> yeah. No, but we, we are grateful because we have met so many great people and we're just glad to have those friendships we've got. So yeah, this is going to be a fun weekend. So hopefully everyone's looking forward to it. And then if you haven't signed up, it's too late now. But, but yeah. And uh, if you have any questions still, reach out to us so we can make sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah, um, I'd like to thank Beryl again for all you've done because yes. this is a great opportunity. Yeah, thanks for you and your team opening this up to us so we can come and enjoy this but it's gonna be fun for everyone to meet you and see these great things so and thanks for being a guest thank you yes, well, thank thanks you. for having me and i'm so excited you all are coming to dfw and seeing our campus and having a lot of fun in texas and you said barrel bakes barrels bakes but uh thanks for coming on and doing this and uh, we'll see you this weekend thank you thank you all right bye Yay. thank you this has been Non-Rev Lounge. This episode was sponsored by Staff Traveler, which is the number one app to get your non-rev loads. It is used by over 400,000 people from all airlines in the world and built to make your non-rev trips easy and stress-free. Sign up now for free at stafftraveler.com forward slash non-rev lounge. This is last year, American Island. American Island. Cut that out, please. American Airlines donated... What about you? Done any Monique this week? No. Nothing notable. No. Okay. I don't know yet. Okay. okay. Hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where am I? On March twenty second. You're at your house. Thank you. How much you had to drink today? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I asked for Bailey's and I didn't even get it. Did you ask for Bailey's? I'm so sorry. You should have said. You just go get it. And uh-huh. do you want to share your your other one or is that a personal one? Dead? No. No. Mm-hmm. Cut okay. that out. Do not follow her. <laughs> no, you can see her great answer.